Well, well, it's the wrestler review. In the middle Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the wrestler review with your host. I'm Dylan Gott. And I'm John Hastings. Uh oh, other way around if you listen <laughs> for the first time. I'm a dainty. <laughs> and we are doing Mr. Paul White, the giant, the big nasty, the big show. Oh, big nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. Nasty. We're doing Andre the Giant's son, bro. He, um, prop, like, you talk about, we've talked in the past about bringing people up too fast on this show. And good lord, oh, good that lord. guy dipped his toe. Did you ever hear the story of how he uh, he sent tapes to? Yes. W- you can tell the story. It's so fascinating. Go. I don't know if it's like, mine's very short. Basically, they sent a he sent a tape to WWF before he went with WCW, and they just thought he was Giant Silva, so they were like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, the WWF, and then when he went with the WCW, Vince McMahon got so enraged really? that he began the first time he had an open correspondence with Dave Meltzer was because he needed someone to talk about what he would be doing with Paul White. And he wrote about it in the wrestling... Like, he literally was just like, Dave, Vince, did you just see what they're doing with my giant? And and it opened a dialogue between Dave Meltzer and Vince McMahon for a few years because he would just call up and be like, here's how you would do it. Because that is also... This is 1994. Five, four, uh, four. It would be 1994. Today. Yeah, this is 1994, so they're still right deep in the middle of like the next generation or the new generation, you know? Yeah. Basically what they're doing now, but with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and it was like, yeah, well, of course. And a bunch of guys that had jobs. The thing with the new generation at that time was I actually think the fact that the big show who debuted as the giant in WCW around 1994 as Andre the Giant's son, uh, leading to a conflict with Hulk Hogan at uh, a uh, the Halloween Havoc in Detroit. WCW has had their pay-per-views in the same cities, which I always thought was a nice... Mutual friend, mutual friend of ours, Rob, uh, went to that pay-per-view and saw the giant die. Oh, at the fucking... Cobo Hall, when he fell off Cobo Hall, yeah. You could have just had him chokeslam slobs for a year and then ha- and then done a regular match but no 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 <laughs> he's Andre the Giant's son and he's gonna die in three weeks yeah so it begins with um, one of his debut sort of like packages of that pay-per-view is he drives over Hulk Hogan's motorcycle in a monster <laughs> truck I fucking love WCW was the fucking Katie Vick angle every week but that here's the thing people forget about wrestling back then is they had a tie large tie-in with monster trucks yeah and they had a stone i remember during the attitude era everyone was like oh man they're getting so many opportunities because of austin and rock let's not forget stone cold steve austin had his own monster truck like yeah, they had like a stone cold steve austin monster truck and the, there was a rock one and an undertaker one yeah yeah of course that was all it was also the night the 90s was the great cash-in of garbage bag people the monetization of people who live in trailer parks, um, people who go to Monster Truck, people who love pro wrestling, basically people that won't have sleeves on at a wedding. That was the time when they were turned from not an important part of... Uh, Son of a bitch, Hastings. <laughs> we're not in it. Like, but they were, that's what the thought is, and that's still the thought about how wrestling is marketed now, is that... It's white trash. So here's candy and monster trucks. 
But it's not marketed that way anymore. In this, it's sort of much more subtler and much more explicitly for kids. Well, then it was like, watch this show. There could be tits. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, even the mid-90s to the late-90s, it was, like, marketed towards half, like, oh, this is cool now. A lot of people watch it. But the other half was, like, still, if you're watching this, you're white trash. And I think... The, oh yeah, uh, we're talking about the big show, and we were getting into marketing meet. This is great because um, big show. I think big show is a very big part of it because he's one of the biggest. He's the first big sort of sign of the wind changing towards the WWE F in the late '90s Monday Night War, which was him mm-hmm. jumping ship. He was so recognizable as WCW. He was the champion. Basically, his first, second match, his first match being a tug of war with monster trucks that led to him getting flung off Kobo Hall. That's insane. Why wouldn't you just book him as Mr. 80s, Mr. 80s, uh, ba- like, heel? Like, what, what is the fucking problem with just having him chokeslam people? The reason are- why he won that match is that Hulk Hogan needed a reason to go away around the time of basketball playoffs, which is when Nitro was superseded. And yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's the, that's the, uh, yeah, the, the, literal- the, the Hulk Hogan, the Hulk Hogan, like, oh, I'll only come back during, like, basically when we're unopposed or like oh look to justify his own contract he would justify his own contract and always justify his own raises because he would come back always the week after nba finals yeah and did it even more smartly later when he would literally have dennis rodman stood next to him when you couldn't find him anywhere else yeah genius move on his part any snooky booze so the giant is the ww wcw world heavyweight champion and holds that title for quite some he holds it no he debuted in 90 94 no, it would have been ninety-five. It's ninety-five because he holds it. He holds it for almost a year. Uh, he trades it back and forth with Flair. He wins it in October, loses it, wins it back. No, here's a go. He wins it. I'm getting confused. He won the title Halloween Havoc that October. It was held up because he won by a disqualification because of how Jimmy Hart tampered with the contract. Then he almost would have won it at World War III, eliminated by Hulk Hogan, who then he eliminated, meaning that Macho Man Randy Savage won the title there. Macho Man then lost it at Ric Flair in a steel cage match when Miss Elizabeth interfered on (gasps) Ric Flair's behalf, throwing a shoe in uh, Randy Savage's face, which was a thing that was happening at that (laughs) time, which was my favorite thing ever. Also, um, how uh, weird is it that Hulk Hogan had an eye patch because a woman hit him in the eye with a shoe how how like for, i have two thoughts first one and they're not both big show how weird would it be if uh, let's say let's say john you had a wife and your wife abused you verbally obviously because you destroy a woman as you tell me every day over the phone you call me up you say if a woman fought first me i'd all, beat her up very it's badly not only just over the phone if you don't pick up i come over to your house <laughs> to let you know and then beat up any woman in the vicinity and not say, like beat up be let them know that i'm in charge yeah you do a russian leg sweep so no one gets hurt but the message is clear obviously i always lay down a nice ground mat <laughs> but like how weird would it be oh, it's like gloria please don't look at the ground mat listen you're miss elizabeth and it's like oh you got out of this uh, marriage where this guy wouldn't let you leave your house and now no 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 no, no 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 it's far worse than that you got out of this marriage with this guy who would go oh i'm going uh I'm going over here to use the bathroom. Sit in this closet. What? Yeah. Sit in it. 
Yeah. You got out of marriage with that guy, and it's like, oh, you guys, but the fans still like it, so you guys are back together. And secondly, how no, much no, easier no, no, would no, it be? The, the, the reason why she re-debuted in WCW, I know this just because the downfall of WCW, I have researched, like most fucking nerds have researched George Lucas's address. The reason why um, uh, she came back is that the, the that Eric Bischoff offered her a shit ton of money and bonused Randy Savage if he could bring her back. And it was really smart. It's what originally spiked the ratings of Nitro was her being back and the f- them finishing up the feud that they never finished between Randy Savage and Ric Flair in the Fed. It was an absolute stroke of genius on his part, actually. Yeah, they were uh, th- those that Flair Savage feud. It sounds weird, but the Flair Savage feud before Hogan got there was great. And Flair and Savage were it not. This sounds weird, but were it not for Hulk Hogan, that would be the feud we always talk about because both those guys were just like. Uh, uh, who wins whatever is good for the story you know it's also personally my favorite Wrestlemania I love that Wrestlemania match so much it's so much emotion there's so many layers to it it's just oh it's fucking great the Wikipedia entry for the uh, big show getting into wrestling is as follows Uh, it is probably I, I wish I could write something that's funny Wright worked various jobs including bouncing Bounty hunting and answering phone calls. Paul? <laughs> Paul? <laughs> oh, get out of this bar! I'll find him and kill him. Oh, this is Verizon. <laughs> so funny. And then he met. He got in through Danny Bataducci. He met Danny Bataducci at an amateur radio contest, no, he didn't. and no, he didn't. Bataducci introduced him to Hogan. Oh my God! What is it like being Danny Bataducci's wife? A five foot one man with hair you don't even notice is red because his whole body is so red. Yeah, this tomato man who's on a TV show in the '70s for two years, and is now a morning DJ in Philadelphia, who loves smoking. <laughs> well, I mean. For the love of God, of course he's fucking love smoking. The guy drank the amount of beers we've had in our lives. He's a vodka guy. I I did a lot of reading about Danny Bonaducci one time. Why? So on a National Express, he's been sober for two years, and like you're like, wow, you don't look like you drank nearly as much. Like he's just like, oh, he's drinking vodka, man, bro, bro, he's drinking vodka. Jesus Christ, that vodka. But yeah, Giant won his first title on a on a DQ. He was obviously he was utilized. He he's another important thing about the giant because once we get into the uh, end of the really there's pre and post NWO WCW, and there was a couple things about the giant WCW that I liked and didn't like. First of all, he was the guy. He was the guy when they were like. The NWO was just WWF. You're just trying to make the WWF invade WCW when they yes. had that lawsuit. He was the guy who joined to be like, see, it's not like the giant joined too. Do you know why he did? But he almost fought. Like, I don't know why he joined, but I do know that that, for me, that sounds weird because it was still like great. The NWO was obviously still great. But he was the first guy where I was like, that guy doesn't really make sense. Like you're Because he's like always presented as this mythical character. He's the giant. And now, and then you make him smoke cigarettes, which I actually liked. I loved when the giant would smoke cigarettes. Oh, we're not even there yet in terms of what they did with him in the NWO. All right. Why did he join the NWO? He joined the NWO because it was supposed to be uh, a WWF guy. Who do you think it was supposed to be? Uh, I think it was supposed to be Michaels. No. Who was supposed to be Bret Hart? No. Okay, it's, I don't know. It was supposed to be Davey Boy Smith. Ugh! 
Giants better choice than Davy Boy Smith. But it was supposed to be another WWF guy. Because Vince McMahon got wind of what Eric was doing with the click. So he locked up fucking Sean Waltman on a no-compete, which is why Sean Waltman debuted after. Basically just p- purely on the pay-per-view dates because he was like, fuck him. He's going to try and do it on pay-per-view so people will start buying more pay-per-views. I'll just lock as many guys up in terms of no co- non-competes until then. Uh, and so Eric was like, great. All right, Davey Boy Smith is wrestling without a contract. It'll be him. He pays him a bunch of money up front to sign it. He signs the, f- the first part and then... Um, Vince is like, no compete, you can't do it. Then Davey Boy's like, fuck it, I just won't because I can smoke crack here. And then <laughs> That's really good. And then uh, and then just doesn't ever go. And then they're like, piss on my dick, we're going to need somebody. Uh, so they go with the Giant. Also, the re- other reason they went with the Giant apparently was that Hogan wanted to set up to have someone who was within w- from WCW that was in the NWO that uh, could then challenge him for the title that he would then beat. And he wanted it either to be Sting or the giant, but he mostly wanted to be the giant because the giant had beaten him once, and he didn't like that uh, that had happened. This is a man, <laughs> by the way, that is a 15 millionaire from being not very good ever at being a wrestler, the one of the most wealthy men ever to come out of that fucking business, and cannot stand when people beat him in the fake sport. It's fucking amazing how much he's like... Because okay. he believes his shit. That's the time when you believe his shit, and... and Getting your win back is... I think people don't care enough about that shit now. It sounds weird. Like, I was thinking about this when uh, I was watching wrestling the other day about how, like, easy it must be. Like, however, all the old guys complain, like, all oh, these new young guys don't want it much. And it would be... It sounds... The great bookers were in the 80s and 90s. Like, those one of the great bookers where you look at Polly, you look at Gary Hart... Uh, even Cornette to a certain extent, these Johnny guys things. who have a great long vision of what they want a storyline to be, and then there's these dude, these guys who are like, I don't want a job, I don't want a job. Whereas now you have guys who are perfect for like a really great Booker to take and like, here, oh, absolutely. here's my vision, I can play it out. But the Bookers, so it's kind of like miss, it's miss era. Like if these, if the guys from this era were just 20 years ago, you would have some of the best fucking storylines that. Because people would just go along with it, like, uh, oh, you want me to lose for, uh, you know, six months? Fine, that's that's sure. I get the payoff. Fine, whatever. Uh, you have a great vision. I'm at, like, it's kind of like you're the writer, director. I'm the actor, and I know that. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to also like write or like. What are the odds on Bruce Willis or like in in Die Hard where where they're like, okay, you shoot shoots you in the arm and then your arms hurt and Bruce Willis like, nah. I think actually in that example, Bruce. Nah, Willis I mean, uh, how about this? He shoots me in the arm. I will give you the blood, but I get erect. Yeah, it, when he shoots me in the arm, I just fuck his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, Wait, I, like, the actor's wife or the terrorist wife? No, that actor's wife. I get to fuck her because she shot me. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actor's wife also uh, is reverse cowgirl. And can we get a stunt dick? Because I want people to think I got a fucking thick hog. <laughs> she can, and the whole audience can just see her fucking um, taking it. Her pussy can barely take it. For those of you so that's what I want. I'm Bruce Willis. Dylan is literally rubbing his belly slowly and just going, taking it. Well, we're both lying down. Yeah, we're very cozy. <laughs> Next to each other in a bed we had made. Yeah, from our sponsor, Audible. That's not the true. fuck machine. The fuck machine bed. Um, all right, so this is where things start to go askew. Is the giant is then supposed to be sort of Hogan's thug within the NWO? It doesn't really work. This is when they also start opening the floodgates and bringing everyone on board. They then realize they need an opponent for him. He wins 
World War Three, which was WCW's version of the Royal Rumble, only it had three rings and was so complex. Well, they they had done World War Three before. This is the third time of five World War Threes they did. The idea of it is okay. Like I like the idea. Babe, I don't know. Maybe maybe you do it a different way. I like the name. I just like the name of the pay per view. World War Three is a great name. The Three Rings is stupid. Maybe you have three separate battle royals during the night. Have you seen? And just the way, like, have, have you ever you seen ever a World War Three entrance? Yeah, I was about to it's, bring that up. Makes everyone look like a jobber. Where they're like, Steven Regal, stay. Like it's just like, here's how fast Gary uh, Michael Capetta yeah. would have to say the name. It would just be like, Sting, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Macho Man, Randy Savage, Mike Enos, High Voltage, Harlem Heat. Like yeah. it was like that. No, no, because it would be separated. Be, oh, from Harlem Heat, Booker T. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just, uh, just from Fire and Ice, Ice Train. <laughs> Ice Train was sick. Let's not forget Cobra, Glacier, Mortis. <laughs> and then Sting. Like he would have to try and step into like. One the of them he does go, the man they call Sting. Like it's so fucking annoying. The man they call Sting and the man they call Vader. Who's they? I don't know who they are, but they're pretty sweet. Yeah. They. Touchy, touchy, my bum bum. But, like, that's the, the, the thing with uh, the giant joining the NWO. It was like, it would exactly be like if Umaga just joined DX. Yeah. And then was like, Umaga smokes weed now. Like, yeah. It w- it's almost like when they had Kane join DX very briefly. <laughs> but, no, but Kane was still like. When, all right, when they had Kane join DX very briefly, Kane did the crotch chop, and it was kind of like the, oh, look, the, the comedy of, like, oh, the monster's learning personality. Yeah. Whereas, like, the giant just was like, uh, the new NWO member is the giant. He's like, yeah, I smoke now. No. That shit was bullshit. And it literally gets so stupid is he's not smoking yet. He goes back to WCW, spends a year being Lex Luger's best friend. <laughs> Don't we all? Obviously, that was his gimmick. He constantly was wearing Lex Luger T-shirts. I just remember that being—it so, was so annoying. And this guy, keep in mind, this guy is one of the only legitimate seven-footers in pro. Like the last, probably legitimately thick-boned seven-footer in pro wrestling history. Yeah, the last guy who actually is seven feet tall and not yeah. the Undertaker. Stone Cold Stone Cold tells a story about how like he wanted to wrestle a Big Show on house shows because people would hassle him. Yeah, and they would stop when he was with the Big Show because they'd be like, "This is like Austin White Hot ninety eight ninety nine and they would be like, "Look how fucking big that guy is!" Like, if, like oh, Stone Cold was just some guy hanging out with the big guy. Yeah. So like, you think about that as like a circus attraction, and the fact that it's the mid nineties, so you're not that far removed from the eighties. It's yes, the business is changing, but like he's the last dude who has like every single fucking gift to be uh an attraction on the level of like not an andre because you like obviously tv you see him every week but he's the last guy who's got this like god's gift build for all the old carnies yeah but the thing with okay they and you're just like oh they could have how about he really likes lex luger Oh, yeah, we're done with that storyline. What else can he really like? How about soup? How about he can't get enough soup and he makes his own soup? What they literally just did was the NWO came out and made an announcement and they were just like, oh, guess what? The Giants in the NWO and has been the entire time. Surprise! And they're like, uh. And And that's when he comes out smoking. And it's so annoying. 
Before that, though, they did the. We should talk about the miracle. I what, what's what's more miraculous, Brock Lesnar shooting star or the giant getting dropped right on his fucking neck by Kevin Nash? Be like, yeah, I could power bomb him. Oopsie. Okay, well, bye bye. <laughs> didn't happen it's so fucked up that they did that and then also then it was like oh don't worry at our largest pay-per-view ever you will not get to beat him instead he'll just not show up and no one will care Ugh. it's insane that he didn't and he used to be able to do drop kicks the giant in wcw there's very much like a pre and post and i don't know why we'll talk about his fed run after the break it got so fat it's what it is he got so fat and he got run down yeah, well, I mean, taking bumps, I mean, like, maybe this is something like, oh, because we are, all right, I guess we, we should have said this at the beginning of the show, but we are kind of theming this month, like, people who had it, and they never used it. You yeah, know what I mean? Basically, the opposite of me and Dylan, which is we've got it. Yeah. And, and we use it. Yeah. On your moms. What? In your moms. We're all your dads. <laughs> Oh, We're Father's Day was a while ago, but you still owe us a present. Yeah, you better fucking get us a present. Get us son. a present with your I'm dick. Gonna cox, I'm gonna cock slap your mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have that kind of relationship with your mom. She knows it's still about love. <laughs> she knows we love her. Um, tell your mom to call us. I think that's one of the, one of the more rea- miraculous things about that was that. If you like, it's just that was the point in WCW where they were so fucking hot. And yet, so terrible. Yeah, but wrestling's always been like that. But if you, if you look back, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall did not. Kevin Nash did not wrestle for eight months at a time. Yeah, it's great. But that's that's what you need to do. With I, I don't think a guy like Nash, just because we did a Nash episode, mm. but. Kevin Nash was the relatable giant, where it's like that's just some dude who's bigger than all these he's other guys. Big, sexy, the giant killer. That's well, when he got uh, that nickname. Yeah, but he's like Paul White. Big Show is the guy who are like, holy shit, look at the fucking size of that guy. Uh, whereas Nash is the guy who's like, you know, a bit smaller than that. I'm talking about a party that's made up, but like yeah. Nash is the cool guy at the party who's just bigger than everybody. Makes fun of people, but no one will fight him because he's so fucking big. Whereas, like, I guess, uh, like, Paul White the Giant would be a guy who is, like, basically a bouncer. Like, he can't be anything else other than, like, look how fucking intimidating that guy is. Because the thing that gets lost is Nash had a really big upper body. This is the thing. Nash really had a big upper body, but his fucking, like, lower body were twigs. Yeah. And terrible undoubtedly, if he would have kept in shape and cared, and I understand... Why would he care? Um, but like, if he would have kept in shape, like the guy could do drop kicks. The guy did a fucking moonsault. Your body gets beat up over time, especially yeah. being that size. And the fact that that guy still takes bumps is like fuck. Like even like watching, I watched the Hogan Rock match from WrestleMania, and I watched Hogan take some bumps out of the ring. I'm like fuck. He could have just not taken that bump. Yeah, like, no, he. <laughs> but the thing with Hogan especially that match where you really he, you're like oh this old man yeah and you look at him now he can't even do the leg drop and stuff yeah, can but can he not do the leg drop anymore no that's why if you ever watch his TNA run he just he just hits people like if he would have just d- used the axe bomber as his finisher like it was in Japan 
for his whole career, Hogan would still be able to do his fit. But he can't do a big boot. He can't do anything. Yeah, he can't lift his legs. He can't do, like, yeah, man. Oh, fuck. People talk about Hulk Hogan not working. It's like, that guy walks worse than Mick Foley, which is, like, Mick Foley fell off buildings. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Hulk Hogan, the thing that's fucked about Hogan is Hogan's also the only guy you can be like, oh, you want to see what happens when you lift a fucking seven foot four man? Watch that guy's back on WrestleMania 3. Yeah. He talks about it in one of his books where you can actually see, and it's true, I went back and looked, on the network you can see him as he's he's up and pointed down. You see this basically, this bump form on its back, and it's a muscle tearing on his off of his spine. Oh. Oh. Which, That's... And you look at a guy, to make it about the thing we're talking about again, but you look at a guy like Big Show... And some of the bumps that guy's taken, and he's fine. The guy's almost like a marvel. Like, the fact that he, like, this guy smokes. He said in interviews, like, he does coke. He just does coke. Still? I'm sure still. He's a fucking part. Like, he, him complaining about, like, it reminded me of when I came to this country. Mm. Where, like, when I was like, people were like, oh, how's comedy in uh, England? I'd be like, it's great. There's so many more gigs. Everyone's really great. No one just wants to get fucked up, though. Like, no one wants... And Big Show's always like, yeah, man. Hey, Seth Rollins, quit being a bitch. Let's go to the Rippers. I got coke. Last time I checked, we're pro wrestlers. Let's fuck somebody and not tell our wives, you pussy. You know what I mean? That is true, both of what Seth... People do want to get fucked up here. Can I change my name to the Bear Pipe Big Show? No. (laughs) Here's my new gimmick. Yeah. I Bear Pipe everybody. (laughs) You only need to do one real actual bear piping on TV and people will get it. Uh, I'll I'll do I'll bear pipe Jacqueline. Pardon me, Paul, to bear pipe you mean have sex with her without a condom? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, oh, no, I meant no, I meant go to uh go to engineering school. <laughs> yes, I mean I mean probably how about cream pie Paul White? I've just <laughs> I just want to get. I just want to. I just want to go without a condom, and then I just want to fill them up. Listen, in between me smoking and just eating <laughs> chicken in front of athletes, I'd like to fuck some of them. <laughs> but that's not his job. I don't know. I'll. We'll get into that after the break. But I don't think it's his job to be the athlete. It's absolutely not his job to do anything. His job is to stand there and choke slam people. That's yes, all right. he needs to do. And the punch looks great. I fucking don't mind. I have the punch though. I again him. Okay, well. His WCW run ends with uh, with him being basically, for those of you who don't know, the smoking thing. After, he had this feud with Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash dropped him on his neck. He should have died. He didn't. Yeah. Then he didn't ever get to beat Kevin Nash. Of course not. That feud ended. He rejoins the NWO. They have him go to the ring and he smokes cigarettes in the ring while the uh, ring announcer says, don't smoke. And it was literally because WCW saw how popular ECW was at the time and wanted to just emulate them in every way possible. So they're like, that's a way to do it. Sandman smokes. Yeah. And I th- and the thing is, the giant did smoke, so he looked great doing it. But you already have a relatable giant character in that. Like, the na- having him next to Nash completely undercuts everything about the giant's character. Because you can't... You can't have a guy name the giant with regular tendencies. He's a giant. He lives in the fucking woods. Yeah. He was found by 
a lumberjack who stumbled on him and he chokeslammed the lumberjack and the lumberjack died no, and then Jim Cornette came out and found him. He was found by the master uh, when he summoned the three white tigers and he was the uh, uh, second of three things to take to take out Hulkamania. The third, of course, being the Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, though. I don't even hate that angle. I don't the even touch it of Zoom? No. I don't. Everyone shits on it, but it's like, whatever. First of all, everyone sense. says, oh, it's... And, and here's another thing that I discovered is that Kevin Sullivan just basically listens to King Crimson all the time, and that's most of his moveset, and, like, he loves King Crimson. Yeah. King and Crimson's like a prog metal band, and Kevin Sullivan's like, yo, taking that shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, also, the whole reason why they did the Dungeon of Doom album... The Dungeon of Doom. The, what? What's the Dungeon of Doom? It's like the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, he's for you. Oh, yeah, he's crying. John's crying now. Uh, oh, yeah. You're crying. Shut up. Crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm he's crying. crying. Gay, he's though. crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. Uh, the I am not why, gay. The reason why they uh, did that entire angle was uh, Hulk Hogan wasn't comfortable in WCW, and Kevin Smith- Sullivan was the booker, so he's like, you want like a bunch of monsters that you can beat a bunch of times and like brings the kids back on side? And he's like, yep. He's like, all right, it's called the Dungeon of Doom. I'm the Taskmaster, and he like laid it all out, and he was like, it took 45 seconds, and he was like, yep, let's do that, and he was like, great, because he and his point was he said I knew once we did that, whatever we did afterwards, he would listen to me because I did specifically what he wanted to do. Yeah, it's bending towards. Like I said, like bending to someone's request. Obviously, if you, obviously if you want, like you're making, you brought a guy who's bigger than the company. Yeah. We're gonna do a Hogan episode that's gonna be eight hours long, aren't we? Yeah, or we can just piece together all the times we talked about Hulk Hogan and every <laughs> other episode. So a very important thing uh, before the Giant leaves WCW is uh, oddly enough a squash match he did before Goldberg. I know he's doing the honors, but this was all this was just as Goldberg is rising to like, holy shit, maybe this guy can beat up everybody. Uh, and he jackhammers the giant um, in a crazy display of strength. Like, we already discussed the Nash powerbomb, where Nash barely can powerbomb the giant. So, like, in a weird way, it kind of puts over, like, oh, people can do their moves to the giant, but he's just too big. And then Goldberg easily, not easily, but jackhammers uh, the giant in basically the way he would jackhammer Steven Regal. You know, mm-hmm. so it's very it's uh it's very important uh like even him doing the honors and just going along with everything. It shows that he actually value values the wrong term. It shows that he actually knows how to play the game in terms of pro wrestling, and that he's not just sort of one of those dudes that's like he's not like a Dave Batista or someone who's trading off of his look. He actually values it as something to be brought forward, and as something that it's sacred against the wrong word, but it's something you can fuck up. I don't know if it's that. I think he just shows like because the reason why he is in this in the what do we call it? Jiggly June? Yeah. Jiggly June. Uh the reason oh, he's probably No <laughs> The reason he's I think it speaks more to the fact that it's like, hey, you're losing to Goldberg and he's like, All right. You know? Uh, but I also don't think he gets jiggly until we get he gets to the Fed. I think he's He does no, because he does he does gain weight in WCW. 
Um, yeah, he does become a fatty bobat. But I don't think it's because, like, oh, I don't care. I think he's like, oh, I can do this and be fat. Sick. You yeah. know? And it's also probably, like, if you look at, I don't know, we'll talk about that later. Actually, I'll just cut myself off. But, yeah, uh, the, the Goldberg match, very important because he was the first guy that, he was the first guy of the, like, world champions that Goldberg beat very easily. Like, if you think about it, he never, he never, like, Giant was always booked really strong. Like, even when he lost to Hogan, Hogan, even when he lost to Nash, it was a back-and-forth match. They got the better of him totally. where there was interference. He never just straight up got murdered by a guy in five minutes, which he did by uh, Goldberg. So, yeah, and now we're going to take a quick break right now. Hello, this is Dylan God and John Hastings. And sorry to interrupt Dylan God and John Hastings from talking about wrestling. But right now, we need to ask you to rate, subscribe, and review The Wrestler Review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We ha- we've been so lazy, we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity. We'll and no money. And no money. No fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter, the Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. Oh, what a long break. Oh, my God. It was six hours long. Yeah. We're back. And now we'll talk to... We'll talk to... We'll talk to the big show himself, who's right here. Oh, it's me, Paul White. I'm fat. I want a dog. Yeah, please let me fuck her. Um, Shut up. You're fat. Uh, Paul White debuts... What year was it? 99. February 9th, 1999, as part of Vince McMahon's villainous stable, the corporation, at one of the better ways of debuting someone to look fucking... Tough and like a monster, and yet still making sure your baby face completely disagree. I loved it. I, I hated it. Well, why do you hate it? Well, if you remember when Vince, like you talked about the story where he calls up Meltzer and he's like, "Here's what I would do with the Big Show," and basically, yeah. basically making him like an attraction, um, like not on like Andre, because basically mm. Vince sees Andre too, and then with the span of four years. He comes out from under the ring. Oh. That's great. I will, No, no. It's not even for... Within the span of two months, fucks it all up. No, he immediately fucked... Because, like, all right, here's how that does go. Like, if you want the Big Show or Ball White or whatever to be your, your dude yeah. moving forward, he comes out from under the ring, or, better yet, he fucking comes... He walks down, out of the... He walks into, out through the crowd... Rips a cage door off, choke slam. Vince walks out of the cage. They That's how you do it. But they couldn't do that. Why? Because they needed to get Steve Austin in the main event against The Rock at WrestleMania. And this was a time when you would make those decisions on pay-per-views. And they had literally done so many swerves up to that point of Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble. I ag- uh, Listen, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying like if you... You've basically put yourself into a corner. Then have him fucking debut on Raw or some shit. Like, you need a if you're gonna have the dude be the untouchable monster who gets beat, then why not have him just beat the shit out of everybody for a year and then absolutely lose, and then he goes into the Royal Rumble the next year, destroys everybody, and then 
and then uh, loses to Austin at WrestleMania 2000. That will that was the plan, minus that they didn't even set it up properly for that at all and made him look so shitty. I disagree. I think this is the best way to debut. He rips open the ring, climbs in, and is literally fucking throwing Steve Austin around like a rag doll. Yeah. Like a fucking rag doll. And then basically the inverse of what you're saying, instead of ripping the cage door, which had already been done by Kane. Well, he threw he threw him through the fucking... He uh, throws him through the wall of the cage, and it swings open and Austin drops to his feet. Yeah, because it makes him, but already makes him look like an idiot. Yeah, but who gives... No, but it makes him look like a super strong idiot. Who gives a shit? I do. You need to make a guy look like, like a fucking monster. Ooh, you have to make him look like a fucking crazy, effective monster. That's like, what they that's made a, him look like, you not effective. fucking prick. Because he already fucked up. He already fucked up. Oh, do the chant. Do the chant like all of you and your Mark friends do. Oh, I am a Mark. My name is Mark. Spelled with a C at the end. Ooh. So different. Mark. See. I'm Mark. No, he I'm fucking, Mark. like, he should have, like, I don't know, man. It, it's very simple. Then Austin beats McMahon, whatever. Oh, is that simple? That's unsimple. Only you're wrong. You're very then wrong. Then Austin, Austin beats McMahon uh, with some help from the old corporation fellows. The old, uh, well, like, the old corporation. Who's that? Gorilla Monsoon's dead body? <laughs> but, like, all right. Old corporation. Oh, cor- here comes toots. All right. The old corporation, the corporation henchmen come out. They try and help Vince. It doesn't work. Austin wins. Very easy, right? Then. Vince goes, you guys are all shit. I have a new guy. So he fires them all and just brings out Big Show. Well, Well, that wasn't a song yet. But then Big Show comes out, beats the shit out of everyone else in the corporation. Obviously, not The Rock. And then, bam, the corporation is The Rock, uh, Big Show, and Vince. And you you have Vince's basically... To I don't know to talk about it like the mountain, like the guy like obviously Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, that's actually yeah. Vince walking around with the Big Show. He doesn't need five guys because this guy's gonna murder fucking everybody. And then you have him like beat up Kane on like crush Kane on that, on a this show. Is the thing that they never did. They this, this is what they never did with because that's show. what they fucking wanted to do. Like I understand but why did that's the thing is you can't find why they didn't do it. It's not like he was on steroids or any. No one had a problem with him. Just having him out there every week isn't make any sense either because he's not a guy that's like, oh, fuck, we need that Big Show promo every week. Or, oh, fuck, we need the Big Show match every week. No, he's so much better as just, like, fucking dial it back, do him as the bodyguard for a while, and uh, then he fucking uh, Kevin Costner's uh, to fucking... Kevin Costner's he Kevin he's the Kevin Costner to Vince McMahon's Whitney Houston and uh what about a big love story I I I I will oh this is for some reason I always love you I will always love you I can't even shit on Big Show for this. Ah. he eats he eats and has the same diet as me so like he good eats on you. so much less than you <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about cum ingestion only right. Oh, no, we're talking about KFC and smoking and putting the cigarette out in the finished bucket and then starting a new bucket. <laughs> and going outside to fight. <laughs> and going outside to take a big shit. So he arrives in the Fed and they basically just don't use him properly ever again. Why Why was that, though? Like, why? what changed in that? Was it just like, it's oh, big, we have Austin, we have Rock, we have all this stuff? I think it's also stuff. Vince McMahon also. This was Vince McMahon in the height of his lunacy. 
it was also Austin getting injured and going away, and they needed because the original plan was WrestleMania 2000 was Giant was Big Show versus Austin. Yeah. In a recreation of WrestleMania three, that w- was what it yeah. was supposed to be. Yeah. And then it just never got close. They didn't think they didn't take to him as well as because um, from like reading between the lines and a lot of like interviews I listened to, it seems like they did that whole thing where for the first time it was like they did the thing where it's like, well, you're in the WWF now. Yeah. And then people are like, he's not paying his dues. It's like, well, he's not here to fucking pay his dues. This isn't fucking Chavo Guerrero. You have a guy who's a legit seven footer. Yeah, he's seven foot four. He just, he'll do what he likes. He's not seven foot four. He's seven foot four. The Shaq thing? Did you see the Shaq thing? What? Shaq in the big show going head to head. And oh, Shaq was just taller, like so much taller. 32? Yeah. All right. He's clearly not. He's probably like 6'10 or 6'11. Which Who, is still, yeah, which is no. still very tall. That doesn't make any sense because The Undertaker is 6'10. So how can The Undertaker be shorter than The Big Show? <laughs> the Undertaker is probably not actually 6'10. What? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Becky, look at her made up height. What are you talking about? The Undertaker's not 6'10. So are you telling me that he's Hulk like 6'1? Hulk Hogan doesn't have 26 inch pythons? Buddy. I see up four and a half inch pythons. Oh, he, there's nothing about that body that's four and a half inches, including ooh, his thermos ooh, cock. Ooh, ooh, yeah, Hulk Hogan's penis, seventeen inches long. Apparently, Terry Belay's penis, the big four. Apparently, the fifth demandment was and always fuck Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. <laughs> I think um, that I'm actually a nice boy. Um, okay, so Big Show. Yeah, it's. it's I, I think it was a little bit of that. I think it was also if you look at the style everyone was working, it wasn't that strong style. It was also they had no nowhere to put him, so he was just on TV all the time because they were paying him so much money. Yeah, they signed him to a ten year deal. Um, it came up in two thousand nine for those. Who, and that was the thing. It's like I can't believe he's on a new deal. I can't believe they give him a new deal after that. After like, because within the first year, they he, he has weight problems and they send him down to OVW. Oh yeah, he got so fat, so like, and but they also put the championship on him within that first year. Yeah, but that's like this is the time when it's like everyone gets to be the time. Kane beats. I think this is this the year or is it ninety eight where Kane beats Austin for the title and then Austin just squash matches Kane on Raw and That's wins the title? It back? wasn't a squash match. It was it, like they it was a competitive match. It was not the best match in the world, but it's competitive. It was because they again they wrote themselves into a corner, which was if Austin loses, he loses the belt. If Kane loses, he has to light himself on fire. <laughs> it's perfect. But that's what I mean. Like it's it's very simple how to book the big show. You book them like fucking Paul yeah. Heyman booked nine one one. Yes, exactly. Or how they basically books Paul uh, Steve Austin in ninety seven, which is he just stuns stuns everybody. He stuns. No one talks about the fact that they had an episode of Monday Night Raw for no reason. Santa Claus came out and Steve Austin stunned him. Well, Santa was a dick. It was like a it was like a Santa. I thought it was just Santa was like, oh, a nice, but I, I watched the segment again recently, and it was Santa was like, get the fuck off my knee, you little shit, and then Austin came out and stunned drunk mall Santa. Well, it's also, this was also, that was the, the tail end to when Steve Austin just stunned every commentator. Like, I remember being in the schoolyard, and Joel Kennedy walked up and was like, yesterday he stunned Vince McMahon, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's- what? Stunned everybody. Yeah, it was great. Say, Dylan's fart game during this episode is that of the big show, and that he's been letting <laughs> clapper farts. <I'm> just, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, well, it's the fart show. Poop, poop, pee, pee, caca, poop, poop, pee, pee. Um, yeah, the big show, that's the funny thing. And then he just turns from face. Within the first year, he's already a face in the fucking uh, union. Yeah. With the, fu- <laughs> the fucking union stable. They just... And it was... And it was kind of the start of the almost too much for some guys. And not, not, he, you see people too regularly now. And this is really the start of it where it's like, okay, well, I, I had this guy in 1994. Then on my weekly one hour show, he would never do anything unless it was a pay-per-view or maybe a pay-per-view once every three months. And that's a great way to book it. Yeah. And he would also go to Japan for six months at a time before talking about Under the Giant. Yeah, specifically, and yeah. longer than that. Like he was, and even before that, before and but the thing also was Vince McMahon didn't know how to book Andre because it was Vince's senior's whole thing that how he planned that out, and he used Andre as a as a as a tool basically to bring all the people towards New York. That's why New York was so strong because he had Andre this thing that every other promoter wanted because he guaranteed sellouts anywhere in the world he went. Yeah, because he's a. Because he was a very he was an attraction, whereas now you just have a big guy on the roster and a guy who's like, yeah, but he's big. They could have done, but a he's one- not booked like he's not going into territories, beating a guys and then leaving. And you're also past the jobber part where it's like if Big Show debuts, beats up everyone in the corporation, and then beats up Kane, you can't you can stick do- him like you can't stick him on TV every week, just smashing again, a I jobber. You you hit a nail on the head, which was. Bodyguard. Yeah. He, he just should have been the bodyguard for the year, beating the fuck out of Steve Austin. But just like they didn't, it seemed like they really didn't have a plan because they, they bring him out as Paul White. Then they make him the big show kind then, of a No, they make him the big nasty, and then the big show Paul White, and then just the big show. Oh, yeah, they make him big nasty first. The big nasty Paul White. Yeah, if he comes out and he's just fucking, that's Paul White. Holy shit, that's Paul White. Well, then they, I get because it is the it is the era where it's like no gimmicks. I'm just me. Yeah, but the amount of black trunks and t-shirts. Yeah, but he get he gets really fat. They do that whole fucking Undertaker Big Show thing where it was like, I left that man in the desert with nothing but snakes, and he came out with a pair of snakeskin boots. Oh god, like, that's so weird. No, that's again you're getting the timeline wrong. That's later again. That's later again. Who knows? That was was that his heel. Heel part six? No, because I think that's when he was... Um, the Undertaker was the American badass. And all through this is he's Ministry of Darkness. Yeah. So, he does the triple threat main event at WrestleMania 2000. And now we get to how many... I think there's a YouTube video of all the big shows face and heel turns. There's it's like so 10 minutes long. Many. There's like 10 minutes long. It basically... As soon as WrestleMania 20 happens, he then just becomes a guy... Who's fat sometimes and thin sometimes. They, they did also uh, then tried to get him out of his fucking contract. Yeah. By embarrassing him so much. Like, they tried to do the same thing to Mark Henry and neither of these guys budged because they were like, no, fuck you. You're paying me millions of dollars to be a fat man. Yeah. Y'all can fuck yourselves. Which was the whole showster, um, the big shell Boski. Yeah. Where he just would come out and just be someone from WCW and make and mock each other. He was uh Shoko Zuna. Yeah. 
Um, with uh, yeah, the gimmick they do all the time, where it's like you're just other wrestlers. Yeah, he was the Damian Sandow of 1999. And they didn't they do that with um, they did it with soup with Nova too, didn't they? Did they? Oh yeah, yeah. They do. They did. They did that shit with a lot of people. Um, they do. It's sort of the sign they can tell they're like, you know, yeah, I, I, fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck yeah. But there is times like I guess we could focus on positives here, and then we'll get to the negatives. But the times he was booked properly were when? like when were those go- bo- against the boss man? No, SmackDown when Heyman had the book. SmackDown him against Lesnar. No, I think um, the him against Lesnar thing ended terribly. But at least you li- you using this big man is scary. Yeah, or it's scary, but he comes do back. Anything to put Lesnar over because Lesnar lost the belt to him, and then he lost it to Kurt Angle, and then Lesnar won it back from Kurt Angle. That was stupid. Yeah, no, but that's how you have to do it. You have to. Yeah, that sounds like you're confident in your point. Yeah, no. Ooh, all right. Are you Fox now? News Hastings. Why are you crying? I'm not crying. What? Oh, that's I'm exactly not what crying. What's I'm not crying. Yes, you are. I have an argument. Hard on. <laughs> I have a hard argument in my pants that's pointing everywhere. I don't know how many times I mentioned that I have an erection on the show, but I think it's three times a show. No, like but that's what you do. Like, you have to get the. You have a fucking rehab project with the big show. Heyman knows that. So the only way to fucking switch the seas uh, is to put him over Lesnar, who is your, who is your fucking uh, new Goldberg character. That's the way you have to do it. And then he loses to Angle, puts Angle over, and then you get Lesnar looking for retribution against Angle. It makes more sense than having him, like you said, come out as Shokozuna. The I, biggest dude on your show is now like, why is that dude keep in doing mind, an impression? All of that in- was happening the next month after WrestleMania 2000. That was happening at Backlash 1999. Yeah. Or Backlash 2000, yeah. Yeah, but that's... But like I'm saying, man, like that's you have a rehab project. Like the same way when he was in... When Big Show was in ECW... Like you put him in ECW, uh, the new ECW. Yeah, yeah, no, no. When Heyman booked it, you put him in against. Remember that? You remember that Tony Mama Luke match? Yeah, where he like does the Cobra Clutch Blackbreaker and just throws Tommy Tony Mama Luke like into the first row, and you get all these fucking asshole, like not fucking assholes, but ECW fans who are like, "Fuck you, this is an ECW. That's the fucking Big Show." And then Big Show is just like mur- like, and then even those ECW fans are just like, "Oh shit, that was." That was really actually, cool to actually That watch. was actually, uh, that was pretty nice. So, you oh, get yes, these little also, spurts way, of him being just, booked properly. Just to point out, uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, that's the very first ECW on sci-fi uh, taping that they did, where Big Show does that, I think. Yeah, it is, because it's in the same, it's the same one that they, for some reason, also have uh, Batista on. Oh, Batista and, uh, was it Batista Orton? It's Batista or Orton. No, or Batista Big Show. Oh no, it's a Batista Big ma- Show match where they keep the chanting "Change the channel" and yeah. Taz. It's so loud, Taz to cover it goes. Why did we change the channel? We love it here on Sci-Fi. That's so funny. Fuck you. WWE, ECW, um, baby. They book him good in spurts. They book him good in spurts, but it's basically the thing that you should use this big guy for is you just don't have him be around. He comes out, choke slams people. He's one of those things where he should always... and he, book him like Lesnar. Exactly. I mean, Lesnar's better so, because obviously he's a better worker. He can have better matches. Book him he's as more a athletic. large man who's keeping a woman captive. <laughs> <laughs> he's, be- like, he's, better. he's not as good as Lesnar, but that's the way you fucking have to book a guy like that. But he's just a product of 
if you follow me on this point, he's a product of what them the not hell are you doing? That's me following re you. not re upping as far as stars go and how like steadily over the last uh you could say almost twenty years at this point, they haven't made any stars. They've like Yeah. The last star they made, like actually Cena. made, Cena. So but you go from like the stars being Austin, Rock, Mankind, Triple H, Kurt Angle, and then Undertaker to like you go five years down. So after Big Show comes in, what, 2004, uh, Rock is part-timer, Austin's finishing up, they're starting with Cena, Triple H never loses. Um, they got Michaels back by that time? Yeah, Michaels is, that's like, that's Holy Michaels. Yeah, Holy Michaels. And then five years later, uh, you have, oh, I guess they still had Angle at that point. So you have the remnants of what they used to have. Mm-hmm. And then five years down the line... From that, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, seen as a made man now, uh, Batista and Orton. So you, but you have more TV because you had two of the greatest. Like you basically, ha- you had two Hulk Hogan's at the same time, and so they gave you two shows because two Hulk Hogan's will support two shows. Yeah, and now you have guys who are good wrestlers, but you have four hours of TV, five to fill. Yeah, so you're gonna have the big show on. Oh yeah, and the big show. Will There's be no reason back like again very soon in a prominent position because they're doing the bland br- the bland split. <laughs> nice the brand split, and he will be in a similar way of he should be booked exactly the way you're talking about is muscle for the general manager. He still his two best moves are choke slam and punch guy in face. Those work well for thug dude, but they're not. Big Show's just too. He's too. T- the the character's too tired at this point. Like you could have that guy come out. You need to give him a fresh coat of paint, and it's just impossible. Like he's already done the fucking. Like, I lost a bunch of weight. Look at me, and then Ray Mysterio, and then the Ray Mysterio Floyd Mayweather comes in. Oh, that the Floyd Mayweather thing was so fucking crazy. The weirdest thing about that whole thing is when he, he Floyd Mayweather legit broke his nose. The one thing he asked him not to do, yeah, where he's like, just don't actually punch me in the face or anything, like, and then Mayweather just lands like a five punch combo on his face, and he fucking apparently that all the shoot interviews and stuff I've read, which is when he's fucking walking after him through the crowd, there was legit concern that he was going to get his hands on him. They were like, well, here's the difference. It's like, yeah, Floyd Mayweather's a great boxer, so in the end, he is still seven foot four. If he just grabs him and lands on him. He'll hurt him. Like Floyd Mayweather will fuck Big Show up too, but the weight of that fat fuck. Oh no, completely. He'll fuck like yeah, he'll hurt him and then Mayweather can't box for a bit. Yeah. Alright, so what's your best and worst thing about Mr. Paul White? Best thing about him is the choke slam. It's a consistent and perfect and reliably good finishing move, even though it's used as a setup move by other people the way he does it, just makes me think like, oh, he's fucked this guy up. Yeah, because he doesn't do it like there's the Sid choke slam where it's like one hand, but you can just see the jobbers jumping. And yeah. then there's the Undertaker flip it over, you know, basically same thing, like yeah. flip it over, hold lower back. But the way the big show does it, where it's he like lifts. he lifts the guy's whole body up and then just kind of sl- slowly and throws him at the mat. It's great. He does have great finishing moves. Great finishing moves for you, Dylan. Um. 
I mean, obviously, his look. It's just, he's got one of the, like, the, his promos, he can't really do promos because, like, it's kind of hard to understand what he says because when you try and present him as, like, that's the big show, the world's largest athlete, and he comes out Ah! and he's moving slowly and whatever, like, he almost just works better as a guy who's just screaming. Like, yeah, it's almost like he should have been Kane's character. You know? I mean, not exactly. Obviously, it's but like something like, like that. Should have been a guy who works for the WWE. Like he just goes, <laughs> like, is it so bad to give that guy a manager? Like, we talked about this before, but I think maybe wrong. Like, obviously, maybe wrong, wrong era for that man. There's a lot of guys ten wrong. years earlier because it's like just give him a manager and he's fucking awesome. And you think about like Andre and oh, Andre wrestled for how many years? Like twenty. But like his body fell apart. Thirty years. The last sort of ten years, he was a mess. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Big Show's wrestled for now what, like twenty? No. Yeah. Debuts in WCW '95. Twenty-two years. Twenty-two years. And he's like obviously slowed down. Like he doesn't. Man doesn't do dang drop kicks anymore. But I mean, and he doesn't care because he knows his role is just like slow man who punch. But He's like his body's held up far better than Andre's did. I will also say this about him: most consistent theme song. He's essentially had that since about two months into being in the WWF. He doesn't. They don't. They just don't give a shit about him. They like just, it's so weird. They just don't give a shit about him. But they will not get rid of him. He left after his contract for a little bit. But then he. But the thing about that, when he left his contract, he get, he lost like a hundred pounds. Like he looked great. Yeah, and then came back. The Stone Cold Big Show. Oh, is that what they did? The classic Stone Cold angle for a little bit? No, I mean, he just looks like he's just bald with a goatee. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. He had thinning hair when he fucking debuted. Oh, yeah. He really did. Oh, he had a wispy nog in the <laughs> fucking hair. <laughs> but the man, Dry like... Dry Indiana hair. Oh, yeah. Just I own a small pizza place. Do you remember? And then he braided it for a while. There was that time when he... Yes, he braided it. You know, that guy would have benefited from hair plugs. He would look... He would be uh, much better with a... (laughs) With just a head of hoop on him. I agree. Worst thing, Dylan. My worst thing I'm so pleased with. Really? I'm so happy with it. Oh, just get with yours. No, you go first because you're going to do a real one. Oh, it's just how he's utilized. I mean, very... Like, very... Very simply, uh, when you have a guy who's not very good at promos and who's not who ca- kind of incapable of having like what you would call a good match, like let's not say, oh, he's a bad. Well, he's too big. He's too fucking big to have a match that's not just like he knocks guy on his ass. Yeah. How will this guy overcome it? Oh, he did, or oh, he didn't. You know, a little bit of a oh, a hope spot. Now the guy's dead. Like he, that's every match. So why not have him basically like. People would have been fucking pissed in the Attitude Era, but sorry, you got to be on TV every week. There's a lot more to sink into about your character than this big, this big guy. So uh, he's on TV or wrestles once every three months, and the rest of the time he's either away. You don't see, like a guy like that. You need it. He's an attraction. You don't see him. Oh shit! Austin's wrestling the Big Show. Like, like it's it's so much better. Like with think about with Lesnar, you can remember all his matches now. Like if you want to in in your head, you can think about it and think Brock Lesnar's actual record in matches since he's been back in the WWE. And uh, Big Show should be like that. Big Show should have wrestled like 60, 70 times in the last like twenty years. 
Yeah, he's wrestled way more than that. Exactly. And that you can't... Or like 60, 70 big matches against actual opponents. And yeah. just murder people. Like, And then just have him murder guys who are like mid-carters. Like guys who aren't title holders, but guys who like... Like hardcore... Ho- he could just murder hardcore Holly every two weeks. Yeah, where's Two Cold Scorpio? Have the Big Show throw him through something. Yeah, exactly. Have, have the Big Show like... Use gimmicks, use whatever, like, like have him be like Sid was in ECW. Sid came out, fucking murdered, murdered everybody. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, exactly, exactly. Sid, Sid was like fucking yeah, Frankenstein ECW. It's, um, that was a great angle, but yeah, obviously it's a prolonged point. But just the way they utilized him, you're I because I I do, I do want to say I under I understand everything. Like you can't be like I wish you just ended this. I just want to say. I understand everything. Smash. <laughs> I just understand how like the USA Network could come up and be like, "Hey, weird guy. Here, hey, weird guys. Why isn't the big guy who uh, draws a lot of ratings on TV? Oh, because he's special. Oh, that's crazy. Because we're a TV company, and it's not like like you can't just have him on sometimes and I not do others. Wonder, do they give them? I actually would wonder if they give them notes. I don't. Think I 100 percent think they do. I know that they ha- they they didn't before. There's a reason John Cena is probably never is aware of what the wellness policy is, but I don't think. But in the way that I'm aware of what crack cocaine is, like and I know it's I know it would affect my life, but I've never seen it. Oh yeah, no, because they're just like um, they're like, listen, I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan, but you hit your head, so you have to rec- retire. Oh, what's John doing? His arm fell off, so he's doing steroids to grow a new one because the USA Network wants him on TV. So John's growing a new arm. It's a baby arm right now, but it'll be a real man oh, arm next week. When John Cena was back for WrestleMania, all I could think was like, oh, that's someone who's just not getting piss tested. Yeah, because well, here's the here's the thing about um. One one thing I'll bring up before I'll go to your uh, worst of, which I'm probably sure is just how fat he is or something. Nope, it's I'm so pleased with it. <laughs> um, this is my uh, this is a guy I know. <laughs> we say because they're not. Someone told me to not. Anyway, he was telling me. All right, so he did steroids and stuff when yeah. he fought like first. Like he was one of the guys when MMA like was in Canada. He was one of the only guys who like started out on it. Yeah. So he wasn't good. He was just like one of the only guys who knew it. So when you do steroids, you can put it in your butt. And the reason you put steroids in your butt, and that's why like everyone thinks, is because like there's main veins to go to the rest of your body. Yeah. But there's also a way to do steroids where it's just like, like if you wanted to, me and you wanted to, and I don't know why no one's ever done this to their you body. Grow a giant arm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I'm sure that's what John Cena's like. Uh, all your shoulders hurt. Well, not anymore. Click, click, click. Get me out of there, Nikki. Pass my piss bucket. I'm filling it up because you're going to be drinking it alone for a while. <laughs> yeah. I assume he's into piss play. <laughs> Uh, absolutely though they joe rogan's talked about that all the time and then suddenly has not talked about it anymore when he's talking about like if you ever watch ufc watch joe rogan's hands it's fucking disgusting he has like mr burns freckles on robin williams amount of hair oh god yeah he's a disturbing body but the, thing, <laughs> uh, the thing he brings up is like well steroids do have some factors in terms of healing and he goes if there were more stringent steroid testing for these fighters, yeah, people are going to get caught because they use them for injuries because they get injured in training. Constantly, yeah. They can't stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hurt my thumb. Yeah, tough tits, fucko. We need to make the $10 million or a million dollars in endorsements and whatever that are going to come out yeah. from this fight. You're or even just booking, like, booking, uh, I know the UFC is a big company, but you imagine if WWE, like, they had 
they have the advantage of like, okay, Austin's hurt. We'll just make them. Let's make the match different. Like he'll still still show up. People will get what they want, but we can put in yeah different stuff to make. But with them, it's like they've put a down payment on an arena. Like that's not not a lot of money. Yeah, that's not fucking oh, okay. Don't worry, AT and T Center. Like you just keep our grand. three million it's minimum yeah. hundred grand yeah. to build one of those things. All right. So what's your worst worst ring gear? Yeah. Fucking never got it right once. Camo one piece. Awful. T-shirt leather shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, the cutoff T-shirt with the shorts. That was years. He did that for years. That's a playable character in a WWE game. You can be like, oh, you want to be Big Show when he was trying to cover up his tummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he comes out just trunks and boots, and that looks stupid. No, he originally comes out in basically, yeah, trunks, uh, yeah, like the cutoff, like jean yeah. trunks, but they're black trunks because it was 1999. What do you think he should wear then? I don't know. That's the problem with big guys. There's no good thing to put them in. They always look fucking ridiculous. I think he looked great just in the singlet. In the signet, like the Andre the Giant Savage yeah. signet? Yeah, he looked all right in that. Because now, it's funny, because now in his later years, he actually does look like, uh, he has Andre the Giant's, like, you know, the protruding chest type yeah. thing? Like the big man chest. But in the Signet thing, he just looked just looked like he a... He was also, like, a, younger than we are now in that. Yeah, he was, like, 20. Yeah. Ah, eh, give me smokes. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine selling cigarettes to that guy. It's a really uh, now I'm thinking about his ring gear. It's a really it's a pickle because there's no nothing. Yeah, a, to, I don't like. I like the the no gimmicks needed because like look how fucking big this guy is. He doesn't need, you know. They we found him a thing. He wears the thing. Like get get out. He doesn't need like a pattern like the camo Big Show. I'm like, why is Big Show in camo? I don't, <laughs> don't need. To. We can see him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that large tree I don't notice? Why is that mountain moving and asking if someone could make it go for a pizza run? But I will say this cuz this is the this is the kind of the uh, why it's good to have him for a live show. I understand why ha- obviously I understand having him. Um the I'll, I'll close the episode on this. I saw SmackDown uh, live. I once again wish you would have said that. In the year 2000. I've seen SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen SmackDown live. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Um, I've seen SmackDown live, and the three things I remember were uh, this was, I think this was Heel Austin, and I remember, like, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was super funny. Um, uh, no, it was literally two things. Stone Cold Steve Austin staying after and singing the Canadian National Anthem was super, super funny. <laughs> and I remember, holy shit, the big show is massive. Our seats were on the second deck, and you could see, like, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then Big Show just took up so much more of my eye line than I ever thought he would. Like, I've seen – because I've watched basketball courtside and seen – like Yurge Mirazan, who was legitimately seven foot seven, and to the point where like he could dunk, but he couldn't jump. Like that's yeah. how tall he was. And I was like, that guy's huge. But there's just something about Big Show where it's like it was also how math, how wide he is, which I don't even think it mattered why he, how fat he got because like yeah, he's the big like have him be as fucking big as possible. Who gives a shit? Here's the Dial it back to eighty three, baby. Punch, choke slam, piss. <laughs> Here's the thing I just remembered is that I've seen the Big Show. 
Oh, Hard Rock mean... Cafe at the Corel Center. <laughs> oh in Ottawa. my God! I only just remember this. Did they just dig a? Did just dig a hole in the ground and fill it with pasta, and then he ate it? No, him and the Rock were eating, and these fools went into the Hard Rock Cafe. These fools at the re- at the arena where they were doing a fucking live event in the afternoon. That's great. And we were in there for my birthday. I think I was turning thirteen. Oh, sweetie, or fourteen, thirteen or fourteen. And my friend Steve Dawson, like we were on like the balcony up top, looked over and was like, "I think that's the big show." And it's weird that he would think that because I remember standing up from the table and. I've never seen like, exactly what you said. I've never had my eyes more occupied by a human being. Like, he looked so much closer than anyone should from me being a story above him. He looks like two parts of a mountain. Yeah, he's just a fucking massive human. Exactly, being. and I understand because like that's like that's that was fifteen years ago. I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I remember the Big Show. Those were the two things I remember. Like, I remember the last thing. The last part of the show and how big the guy was. List all the other things you remember, though, so people have in context how bad you are at remembering stuff. I remember. No, I don't remember that either. Nothing. I remember the big show being big, and I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin, and my name is Dylan, and that's the wrestler review. Um, Pack, put a actual ketchup yeah. packet in your butts. Yeah. Squeeze your butts. We'll be there to lick it out in 25 minutes. Hey, everybody. I know what you're thinking. The only way to end your day after listening to this delightful episode is to listen. <laughs> yeah, this is an end-of-day podcast, by the way. What you want to do is you want to go out there and find the hip-hop version of the Big Show's theme, end, uh, theme song. Oh, yeah. And then kill yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's... It was... What if we rapped over it? It was the worst of all of those, and they were all terrifically bad. That's crazy. Someone pointed that out recently. It's just like, if you say... If you were to read off the rappers on that album, actual hip-hop fans get really, really mad. Why? Because there's a lot of, like... A lot of the rappers on that album are, like, indie darlings. And still are. Are, like, some of the best, like, well-known, most respected rappers. Like, R.A. the Rugged Man is one of the... Like, I remember being, like... Talking about how John Cena is a better uh, actual rapper than a, a couple people, and then someone who like rap music got really mad at me, and then they're and then they said something where they were like, "Oh well," they're like, oh, "No good rappers have done fucking wrestling intros." I'm like, "All right, the Rugged Man did." They were like, "What, really?" And I was like, "Ha ha, there's no God. <laughs> what who, everything is for sale." Who did he rap for? It was just one of those songs where they were like, where they were like, uh, Vince McMahon was like. I don't know who you are, so you're going to rap over Too Cool's theme song. (laughs) You have to remember, guys, for anyone wondering what, like, the Attitude Era, thank God that if you look back at it, anything basically after WrestleMania 2000, WrestleMania 17 itself was was good, but the booking around it was insane. And some of the decisions they were making, like, they changed everyone's theme music around that time. And it was so bad. Yeah, but, I mean, all right, we're on this thing with the big show. Oddly enough, the only guy, like you said, whose theme song hasn't changed. But that very clearly is just about them getting money from record labels. To be like, okay, Filter does their theme song now. Why? Because Filter has a new album out, and we want autistic oh. wrestling fans to just buy it because it's a wrestling thing. Like I, I've said this before, but yeah. my, I have a cousin who owns the Blu-ray edition and the DVD edition of every WWF movie. Every one of them. It's so because he's <laughs> just needs to collect it. Like 
He yes, does he deal cocaine? Yes, he deals cocaine. Do you want to touch his Ric Flair action figure? If you want to fucking wake up tomorrow, you don't. Because he thinks that shit's going to be worth a lot of money one day. When Ric Flair dies. Yeah. And people are going to want to play with a Ric Flair thumb figure. Because the reason why is because he will die in a way that you're like, I'm going to need to reenact this at home. Like, this is how Ric Flair (laughs) is going to go. And I know it's weird to end the Big Show episode like this, but let's break it down. You're going to take a breath. I'll do Big Show's death afterwards. Okay. uh, Ric Flair's death is going to involve some sort of car. Okay. A screaming woman. Yeah. And then a series of events that's so shocking that you're like, what the fuck? Thelma and Louise, actually. Yeah, it'll be. He gets so drunk, he believes he's a woman. He kills someone who he thinks raped him, but it's not true. No, no, he just thinks it's Brad Pitt (laughs) to a woman he wants. Hopefully, real Brad Pitt. Like, this is a guy that throughout the Bahamas is known as Mr. Ric Flair. And you have to not let him in the hotel bar or he'll go upstairs, put on his robe, come down and just show everyone his death. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Here's Big Show's death. Um, Mr. Show, you have diabetes. If you eat any more salty, what are you doing? Club sandwich. <laughs> Sir, you can't. Dead. Oh, yeah. The Big Show's death is going to be in the... Here's the crazy thing. Big Show for sure going in the Hall of Fame. Why wouldn't he? He's one of the. He's like how he's won every title a thousand times. Oh, I know. He's a great company guy. He's easy. Like he's the Kane thing. He's. Uh, we'll close up after I'm this because this episode is. But like he's Rick the guy. Rude, still not in the Hall of Fame. Edge and the Big Show, right in. But one of the things about the Big Show that's so easy is. His okay. Wife. Yeah, we made him. We made him out to be an idiot for two months, or made him like we cool him down as a mid carder, and then the big show. You just remind everyone he's huge. He does another feat of fucking strength. Like he's a super strong. Didn't he flip a car on TV? Yeah. Like you just do shit like that. My car. It's very easy. He it's very very he easy. Flipped my car. He flipped my house. All right, that's the big show, everybody. Paul White, if you want to contact us, it's wrestlerreview at gmail.com, at wrestlerreview on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, Paul and, White, uh, if you don't contact m- us, guess what, fuckface? I can eat more chicken than you, you piece of shit. That's just flat out not true. If we <laughs> if we have... A, how about this? Paul White, contact us, wrestlerreview at gmail.com. We'll have individual contests. You eating more chicken than John, and I'll try and outsmoke you with cigarettes. I guarantee you could outsmoke him. I don't know. You have a couple of years... He has a couple of years on you. Mm, the great American smoke off between Dylan Gott and Paul White. I'm glad I don't smoke anymore. I'd be like, I could outsmoke him. I was the best. <laughs> 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 bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>